0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network,
1: your team every day.
0: Today's episode of the Locked On Reds podcast is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app on your iOS device now and join me at noon today to talk some Reds. Locker Room is changing the way we talk
1: sports. You are Locked On Reds. Daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Man, Reds got out of Pittsburgh with a winning series. Sure felt like they were going to lose that series there in that final game, though. The Reds win in extras. Again, they sure love that extra innings rule of putting a ghost runner on second base as they scored four times. To get the win. Now they turn their sights to Colorado and we turn our sights to Colorado here on the Lockdown Reds podcast as we welcome in the brand new host of the Lockdown Rockies podcast. He is Paul Holden. We're going to get to that here in just a minute before we do make sure that you are following the podcast on whatever app you're currently listening to. Also follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at Lockdown Reds, and save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone. We're going to have Jeff's junk mail tomorrow on the podcast, so get your questions, comments, reactions, whatever you've got, in to 513-549-0159 or on Twitter at the handles that I've already mentioned. I want to talk some Rockies. I want to talk Reds-Rockies because the Reds haven't faced the Rockies in a while. Pre-pandemic, it's almost like a completely different world that time. You're trying to remember back then, but they are heading out to Colorado, the thin air, the Rockies, the Reds and the Rockies, and here to talk about the Colorado Rockies is the man behind the Locked On Rockies podcast. He is Paul Holden. Paul, how you doing, man?
1: I am doing good. Second dose in the arm, feeling good. Sun's out and shining. Rockies losing, though. That's the only bummer.
0: Yeah, yeah, they they came close there. They almost had that walk-off. That was nice. They're in the first part of the doubleheader. We're talking, of course, we're recording right now. It's in between the doubleheader games. Right. So um, we can record separate reactions based on whether they win or not. Like. So <laughs> way to go, Rockies. Or Oh, man, they were so close.
1: Either they break the five-game losing streak or it's six in a row now. So we, we'll see. They did just lose the game one, so we know that for sure. But – uh Here's to, uh, they can't beat the Padres B team, I guess.
0: (laughs) It was close. Speaking of B teams, the Reds faced the Pirates B team, and for a long time it looked like they might lose, but uh, they pulled it out in extra. So that was a good thing. We talked about that in segment one. Now, now we're looking to the future. The past is past. We're looking for the present future and all of that good stuff. Tonight, the Reds and Rockies start a four-game series. First of all, four games. I mean, that's weird. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, like, I mean, even numbers, we can tie this series? What are we even doing? Uh, But we're starting with Luis Castillo and Chi-Chi Gonzalez. But first off, Paul, please tell Reds fans what they can expect from this Rockies team sans Nolan Arenado.
1: Uh, You can, I mean, it really truly depends. I mean, this team has a a true identity crisis right now, but you, you, you can hope that the offense comes alive. They've been showing a lot of energy late in games. It takes them a while to get going and they just haven't scored early. The offense hasn't been consistent. I was watching in game one. They said this is the first time in like four or five games where the Rockies actually chain two hits together. So the offense approach is there. And uh, I have a, a, a good buddy of mine and he's, he, he likes to think that the off op- he tells me the offense is, is uh, better than I give it credit for, but their score, they score a lot of runs, but the consistency hasn't been there, at least in this most recent stretch. I'm not going to lie. I think the series in St. Louis is a, was a bigger deal than uh, like mentally for a lot of these players than, than we think throw in a delay, throw in a double header. And I mean, Covid. I, I mean, I know it's not as big of a, uh, a deal, but I mean, you got to have something going through. It's a weird kind of. It's weird, like watching these this doubleheader, and there's no mention that there was a pitcher pitching who tested positive for COVID last night, wow. and the star player also, you know, Fernando Tatis tested positive as well, and there's all that stuff, and you know, but they still play. They still play the doubleheader. So there's a lot of weird stuff around the Rockies, but I think you can expect uh, some good starting pitching. Hopefully a little offense, but it's going to be hold on to your hold on to your seat after the bullpen takes over because we have seen the bullpen lose and implode many a times this season. So it's it, that's really going to be really going to be the, uh, the question for the Rockies. Can they play a consistent nine innings of baseball?
0: So what you're saying is the score at the beginning of the sixth inning might not be that same way at the end of the ninth.
1: No, prime example is uh last night, it'd be two nights now when this airs. Uh Antonio Santatella, he's he's looking good. He lets up uh a two-run shot to, to Manny Machado, but it's two one. It's going into the sixth. He walks a man, uh, and I believe they it gives up a single. And it's like, ah, scary, but you know, the, you can work out of this. It's it's not gonna be the end of the world if one of those scores. Uh they then the Padres then proceed to put six up in the inning. And you know, at that point in the sixth, you give up six runs, you're down by seven you're in that stage of the game you're already not doing much at the plate anyway um it's tough tough to come back from that so it's really got to be the Rockies have to score early and they've been scoring in the first inning a run but then that's it they they have to score early and often that is a got to be going to be key well
0: that's going to be interesting because tonight going up against Luis Castillo the first inning has been his bugaboo he has had a lot of problems with that first frame whether it is commanding his pitches keeping them in the strike zone if if hitters aren't offering at his junk stuff then he's in a lot of trouble he's going to walk some guys and he's going to give up some hard contact based on the way that hitters have been timing his fastball he's kind of had a struggle of it here in the early going. And he's a guy that I kind of put a couple of dollars on to win the Cy Young, not necessarily thinking that he's the favorite to win the Cy Young, but he's a good value. And as of right now, he's not been any value whatsoever. So Mm -hmm. he's looking to bounce back. And obviously any pitcher looking to do any kind of thing in Colorado, we all know how that's uh, probably going to go. So this is going to be an interesting night. The bullpen for the Reds, is pretty much exactly what you talked about for the bullpen for the Rockies. Once they come in, all bets are off. There's a couple of guys that if you see Lucas Sims, if you see T.J. Antone, and if you see, well, you might not see a I think he's still suspended. I don't know. It's hard to figure out who's suspended and who's not in Rob Manfred's world. But with Lucas Sims and T.J. Antone, those are the two guys. Outside of that, you might as well flip a coin because right. Sean Doolittle has looked really good in some outings. And he's looked not so good in some other outings. And there's some other guys that we almost call them the simulate to end of game guys, because once they come in, that means that the Reds are just basically wanting to get this one over with. So it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out, because the Reds have designs on making it to the postseason, but Mm -hmm. they've sort of just kind of been inconsistent here i mean they won the series in pittsburgh thankfully because that was the expectation but the third game was just a labor and it took extras to win Mm and that's the way this team has been against cleveland they had their sunday game rained out so they only played two friday night wade miley no hits them they win saturday they get killed then monday in pittsburgh they destroy the pirates 14 to 1 Tuesday, they get destroyed seven to two. So it's knowing what this team is. We don't know what we know. So it's Mm -hmm. going to be interesting to see if we learn anything here in Colorado.
1: Yeah. And I think you're you're, what you might learn. The Rockies are taking better approaches. I think Connor Joe, uh, you know, out of nowhere, this guy has come up and uh, been playing first base for the Rockies right now. And he's taking a very disciplined approach at the plate. So it, it is going to be key there. If the Rockies can get, on early and take advantage of it because that's the thing they'll draw a walk if as long as it's not josh fuentes and they will they just have to hit them in and i mean you're still seeing good offense from the Rockies and especially unlucky offense from the Rockies. If If Charlie Blackman and Trevor story weren't so unlucky to start the year with a lot of their, uh, you know, with the balls that they hit, they'd be in different positions. And I think the Rockies would be in a better position too, but um, it, it is going to be with the stringing that stuff together. And if the Rockies can start building off of some form of, Consistency, which which seems to be growing, and and some of this part of the of the Padres series, and but we'll see. I mean, again, I think it's just tough. It's just two really tough series back to backs, and then going into a Reds team with with a lot of potential. uh, it, It should be interesting, but you throw in the added factor of it being a you know a course field series, and you know Chichi Gonzalez, not elite. But when he's on, he's on, but he's, you know, fifth man, in the rotation type of pitcher, probably going to go five, five, six innings. He hasn't really gone much deeper than that. I don't know if he's even gone into the sixth inning uh, at all this year. And not, and I don't know if that's always um, due to poor performance. It just seems like he runs out of gas and they, they got to do it because, uh more so than you know a lot of places walks are going to haunt you uh this in, in, you know in colorado it's just going to be right. one walk and a, and a double in the gap that's i mean that's easy easy money and with with how big the outfield is you got to be got to be ready for a lot of offense and but it's possible to pitch there and and you know the, the reds are going to see the, the the those that have had the success at, at, at altitude
0: so i know that Chi Chi has been kind of a mixed bag just looking at his numbers what is his M.O. like is he more of a fastball guy more of a breaking pitch guy what's his deal
1: I think it's more I mean it's hard to tell I mean Chi Chi Gonzalez just kind of uh, I think it seems like he he favors a fastball but it's hard to tell I mean he's 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 just nothing spectacular, but he's just kind of a workhorse type of guy, and he's not going to strike you out a ton. He let's see, going with this year. I mean, he's got 15 strikeouts on the year, so we'll see. Um, he he's he's really performed pretty well this this uh, this season, especially being in the, the position that that he's in. He's got a 500 record, high ERA, but um, you know it's it's. It's he's he's just that definition of just kind of that fifth man in the rotation. He's just gonna hit you with with what you got, but he's not gonna overpower you with anything. I don't think anything he has is necessarily a dominant pitch. It's just. He, he can locate it pretty well, and uh, and I think that is uh, if he hits his spots and and he doesn't get himself into trouble, he'll 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 see some success. But I don't think he's going to overpower you with with really any part of his game.
0: We're going to talk about Luis Castillo and what I think he might look like here in tonight's game in just a minute. But before we do, wanted to let you know this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in. You can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders, in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for locked on Reds once a week. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here, every. Today, you'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. Go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices And be sure to create a profile linking your Twitter and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Jeff Carr with three Fs to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning to be live today at noon. I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Reds. See you there. Locker Room, changing the way that we talk sports. And did you know that chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers? RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or an account to log in. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for you, for your classic car, or for your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low. And, like I mentioned, the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need are at rockauto.com. It's interesting to look at how that, how that game may play out because you've got Luis Castillo who relies a lot on his changeup. You don't see a lot of guys that rely on that changeup, but that is his MO because it moved so much, but his fastball moves almost identically to it. And it's not been effective this year so far. And that's why hitters have really had a heyday against Luis Castillo. So to see how he'll work against Charlie Blackman and Trevor Story and Connor Joe and those guys, it's going to be interesting to see. When you look at game two, uh, the Rockies pitcher, Herman Marquez, has always been a guy – that I've looked at, especially as a fantasy baseball player, and I've always enjoyed, I, you know, whether I'm streaming him or whether I got him in a good deal on a draft, something like that, I thought he's always been a pretty decent pitcher. He's just kind of had a rough start to it this season. What have you seen from him? And, and do you kind of see a light at the end of the tunnel? Or is this the new Herman Marquez?
1: I don't think it's the new Armand Marquez. I mean, we've seen him be way too good. He, he had his worst start. I think I've ever seen him have where he goes two thirds of an inning and gives up 10 uh, in game one of a double header. Uh, I, I blocked it out, honestly, at this point. But he 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 really did. But his last two starts after that have, have been much more. I don't know if it's two or, or three starts after it. But um, he he's looked much more better. He looked much more confident in uh, in what he did. He, he had a, uh, a a really strong outing, even though they I believe they still lost. Yeah, they still lost, but. Uh, you know that was when the offense was one of the two shutouts but only a two nothing loss to the St. Louis Cardinals I mean you take that and I believe it was like Paul Goldschmidt that did most of the damage anyway um so you I don't think it's the new Herman I think he's going to pick it up I think he's going to be he's a leader on the team. I mean, he's definitely knows what he's doing. He likes, he likes being a Rocky. I don't know if he likes it as much this year. I don't know how excited a lot of people, uh, <laughs> are, but he really did. Have, it was nice to see him come back after such a tough outing. So, uh, he, I, I think he'll be, he'll, he should be, uh, be, be a, a big threat there. I think
0: you kind of mentioned just the overall general feeling with, Different players about being on the side and stuff. From your perspective, what are you thinking about this Rockies team? Because just as a third party observer, I've been looking at this like, wow, what on earth are they doing?
1: Um, that's uh, that's the if you if you're in my in my head that yeah that's what you're thinking too. I, I the whole first episode I did uh, when I did my first episode a couple of days ago, I went on a big rant because I, 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 I it, this last weekend was probably one of the hardest weekends to be a Rockies fan. I mean, not all, you're we paid Nolan 50 million dollars to shell us and it just doesn't make and nothing makes sense. Like I the, the whole my whole theme of my big rant on on everything was it just didn't have to be this way. Like the Rockies didn't don't have to be here right now. They just allowed the front op they they allowed one, the GM really to to be Jeff Breidich. And I know, I mean, I've I've been too, I I wish I could say I've been too mean, but it's just like, (laughs) he really I mean, his ego got in the way of a lot and it's just now we're in a state with the Rockies where it's hard to know really what the direction of the team is because you don't know who's going to be here. You don't know if the team's committing to a full rebuild. You don't know if now that they're, they did make front office stuff, if they're somehow going to convince Trevor story to stay in Colorado and, and actually build around him. Um, You know, I, I still think he's gone. I think he's traded to a contender for at the deadline. And then he gets to go have his pick with it for a, for a big, big deal. Um, in the off season um so you know if you do and and if you look at moving a herman or a john gray which again i really i hope if they keep one thing they can keep the pitching core just to see what we can do um but if you if you're really blowing it up i think you try to build around Ryan Tapia and ryan mcMahon um and and you see where that can take you but other than that i i really it's just uh i don't know what to tell you the type of deal you it's call it the course field still rules as a place to go catch a game and watch and and that's that dick Momford is a okay with that and in his world he they thinks he, they think or he thinks that they'll win 90 games <laughs> they aren't going to win anywhere close to 90 games I think he said that when did he say that was that this before this year yeah he said that so. but you know i the most frustrating thing especially with like i thought i thought I had gotten at least to a point where I was over it but then Bredi steps down unceremoniously he just gets to do it two months after he made the worst one of arguably one of the worst trades in baseball history um and that that doesn't make me it doesn't make me feel better that he got to do that why 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 did he get to leave on his own terms instead of why didn't you fire him two months ago and (laughs) nolan literally would i guarantee you his headspace would have been completely different he would have been complete way more open-minded about staying if you had just fired the one guy that was an issue with everybody i mean he he, no one in the media liked him so i don't know i kind of went on a a, a tangent there i'm sorry it fires me up every time but i got a random question for you kind of switch it up on it on here why are the reds the bad guys in the eyes of major league baseball like what i know what gives because baseball especially when it comes to the reds are the most hypocritical team ah uh, you, you know yadier you, you know you incited the bench clearing thing but yadier Molina's over here grabbing people you have two guys enjoying themselves on a national anthem standoff can't do that anymore <laughs> what's up with the reds and being the you know the the problem child in the eyes of uh, major league baseball
0: Dude, that was the best because, and we were even making fun of this here on local radio and local talk shows and stuff like that. Is that Major League Baseball shared the video of that, like through their <laughs> official Twitter account, and and promoted it. And they're like, "Look at this! This is awesome! Isn't this awesome?" And then, like behind the scenes, you had people, you know, poking David Bell, like, "Hey, by the way." don't do that again. You know, that's not cool. cool. Don't do that. We don't, we don't, we don't like that. What the hell? Like I, I, I do not get, I think that there was something about maybe a couple of years ago, whenever the reds and the pirates had their whole spiel and David Bell was super vocal and super demonstrative in his displeasure for the way that Clint hurdle ran his team and just the way that everything went down with the two fights that they had with the Pirates that year, one with Yasiel Puig, one with Amir Garrett, and I I feel like that is still stuck in the back of Ron Manfred's mind, and so he's got some people that are just honing in on David Bell, like watch him, whatever his team does, make sure you're on top of it, because it was like, okay, Amir Garrett gets a seven-game suspension for celebrating a strikeout, that Javi Baez, who was not the batter that he struck out, jumped over the dugout fence and pointed at him and was saying things like, you didn't even have to know what he was saying. You knew that he was saying, he's like, uh-uh, no, right. you and me, let's go. Come on. We're doing this right now. And it's like. How did Amir Garrett get suspended for that? Like, and they said, "Well, he incited." They're grown men; they can't hold their own seats. Like, come on! I, it, it made no sense. And then the Castellanos thing was even funnier because if you see the video on that, the whole time, even after benches clear, the bullpens come in, everybody's running in from everywhere. Castellanos is standing there on the side with his arms behind his back, just like I'm not doing nothing, and right. he is the only one that gets suspended. It's uh, there is some kind of thing. I don't know if David Bell like peed in Rob Manfred's <laughs> Cheerios, or uh, maybe he like stepped on his dog. I I, I, I don't know. There's some kind of weird thing that we will never know. But they do not like Cincinnati, and, and who knows? Maybe I, I, this is a. This is a cross sports reference, but maybe whatever it is that the NFL hates about the Bengals somehow infected its way over to Major League Baseball and Major League Baseball thinks that they can hate on the Reds, but it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. The Reds and the Bengals are two very different franchises when it comes to professional sports, so don't even go there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A complete 180 on you. One more thing I just saw. I know we're probably going a little long here and our podcast is supposed to be short. I just fired up MLB.com and the Headline piece right there, smack dab in the middle is Where Does This Story End? Trevor's Story Trade Talks, wonderful feeling. Uh, the Reds are on that list, actually, of being there. And then um, let's see who wrote this story. I want to give proper credit. Uh, right, Mark Finesand, Mark, just you know, you could have waited a little bit longer. I don't know. Um, he's saying, uh, we're talking about the Reds, uh, central to the, their uh hanging around the top of the NL central through the first six weeks of the season. And um, except putrid, was a uh, pedestrian production, not putrid. Sorry. From the <laughs> shortstop position. Is it Trevor story to Cincinnati trade a possibility? There are a lot of reds fans that would hope so
0: there, there's actually a corner of reds country that really doesn't want it to happen because they like to do the whole. Well, once he leaves course field, he's not going to be that good. There is a whole history of Rockies players that have left Corey's field and be, still were great Major League Baseball players, so I'm not, I'm not buying One into that We're doing in the all.
1: division right now.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm not buying that at all. So I would love it if they went out and got Trevor Story. The biggest thing with it, the reason that the Reds are on this list is because they came into the offseason. Everyone knew they needed a shortstop. The general manager for the ball club, Nick Krawl, said, our goal this offseason is to improve the shortstop position. They proceeded to sign no one. They missed on Dee. They missed on Marcus Simeon. They missed on, um, I'm blanking on the other one, Angelton Simmons. They missed on all those guys. And they even missed on Jonathan Villar, who's not a shortstop. The Mets are even playing him at third base. But for a minute, people were thinking, hey, maybe he could play shortstop for the Reds. So they're like, well, we have two options. We have a career utility player in Kyle Farmer who's never started at any one position his entire career. We can start him at shortstop. Or we have Eugenio Suarez who was a shortstop when we traded for him from the Tigers, but we thought of his gloves so well at shortstop that we moved him to third. We can move him back to shortstop, and that's what they did. And now, depending on how you look at it, the stat cast metric of outs above average, he's the worst fielder of any position, not just shortstop. Any He's wow. like minus 10. Outs above average. It's it's insane. So it's it's an experiment that, yes, the sample size is small, but it's like the sample size has burned down so much that the coals are now ashes. And you wonder if there really is any other reason to continue this experiment. If they go and they make that trade, that would make this team exactly what they want to be, and that is a contender. And Paul and I kind of expound a little bit more about Trevor's story here in just a minute. He also gets into Nolan Arenado and we give you our predictions for this weekend series. Before we get into that, though, I wanted to let you know about the exciting fun and new way to make some cash off your sports knowledge at SportsTrade.com. I'm talking about the brand new game that combines fantasy sports with the stock market so that you can buy stock in your favorite players and watch your portfolio values rise. Player values are based on two things, their performance based on their fantasy points, each game and the demand, the higher that their demand goes, the higher their value goes. So check out sportstrade.com today. Head on over to their website, watch the video on how it works, and get your profile set up today. You can buy as much stock in as many different players as often as you like. It's completely open, just like the stock market. It's is truly the evolution of fantasy sports. You'll be amazed. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in the game at sportstrade.com. Another great way to make some cash off your sports knowledge is betonline.ag. You can go there, set up your profile for free, and when you make your initial deposit, type in the promo code "locked on" to get 50% added onto that initial deposit. They've got great lines whenever you're looking at Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, college sports coming up here in a couple of months. They've even got reality TV or wrestling and all of the UFC fights are on there as well. Check it out today betonline.ag, set up your profile and type in the promo code locked on to get 50% added onto your initial deposit. When I'm talking about betonline, I try to give you as many locks as I can. I didn't know I know that I didn't hit with the uh, total going over with the reds. They came close, but they didn't quite get there. So, check it out betonline.ag today. the follow. At locked on Reds on Twitter for a lock, almost every day. Try to give it to you almost every day, and use the promo code Locked On to get fifty percent added onto your initial deposit. That's BetOnline.ag and the promo code Locked On.
1: Do you think though? And I, I think the Reds are a prime example of this, as someone nice, uh, long cutting right here uh, with me. But Trevor Bauer, prime example. I mean, you get you get these big names in these deals where they don't have, you know, Trevor story gets traded. He's, he's not under contract. He's a free agent at the end of the year. Is it worth it to make that move?
0: And that's the biggest question because I'm sure if I were the Rockies, I would look at the Reds farm system and you would absolutely have to have one of Nick Ladello, Hunter green, uh, maybe a Jonathan India, maybe a Austin Hendrick, you know, one of the top 10 guys because Trevor story is a top player. And even though he's only got that one year left on his deal, like that's where I would start if I were Colorado. And that would be very interesting because I don't know that the Reds would bark or bark would bite at that kind of an offer.
1: I think the league is too good right now to, yeah. to you know, I, I just think to make a splash like that, you would need another year. Like to get get him with a year left on the contract where he can, you know, you you give something away. And then if you, you give him the time to actually really fit in with the club and be a part of the club and if he likes the, you know, likes what's going on, then you can really, you know, throw throw it at him and try to get him there for for a big deal. But, yeah, I just don't I just don't know if the Reds would be a team that's in a position to, to do that. But you, you say that he's a top 10 guy and they got to get top 10 back. We know that is not true. So, but the guy facilitating that trade is gone, but the person in charge of signing everything off doesn't care. I mean, so yeah. like, again, another thing that just proves like how bad that was. There just, there is nothing, I don't know. Maybe the, maybe the, the lower level players will, will develop into something, but they're not even high, super highly rated. And I feel bad, but like Austin Gomber's is just not the guy. He's just not the guy. He's not the guy. He's not worth Nolan Arenado. Like, it's just just nothing nothing there, nothing in the package we've gotten is worth Nolan Arenado. So that is the one thing. If Trevor Story's traded, if John Gray's traded, if Ramon Marquez are traded, like, if any of them are traded, just get value. A Nolan trade was always in the back of our minds. I mean, it, it had to be. But to get that return, I mean, it's just awful. Just yeah. abysmal and just just doesn't inspire anything. I'm, as a fool, wearing my Nolan jersey right now. The one authentic Rockies jersey I own. I thought after the deal, <laughs> I was like, bam, good, retiring the number. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> People are going to be like, this guy just won't stop talking about it. But it's, no. it's hard as a Rockies fan not to. Like, I don't know. If, you, if you're a diehard fan of this team, Like, I just don't know how you, you don't bring it up every moment you can.
0: I hear you. There's absolutely no reason to, to be like, nah, man, I'm talking about this too much. It, 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 makes, it makes total sense. But I will ask you this. Yes. What are your predictions for this four-game set?
1: Uh I, a team is going to win this series, which team <laughs> wins this series. I'm not sure. I, I'd like to hope that if the Rockies put together a good second performance against the Padres here, they're playing at home They They are going to have after, you know, after the Chi Chi start, they're going to have the big names on the mound. I, I think the Rockies uh, have a good chance to win the series. If, they play that consistent baseball. I mean, the Reds are a good team, but they're they're a team you can you can catch your you catch your breath. I mean, going Giants, Cardinals, Padres—that's a tough stretch. I think the Reds are at least uh, a team you're not going to worry about a, a you know a constant pitching barrage nonstop from from dominant starters um, going from Myers to Darvish and uh, and all that stuff. So we'll see. But I, I think the the complete could flip. The the Reds definitely can score runs. The Reds hit home runs no better place to hit home runs. So I, I definitely think that I, if I had to put my, my, my money on it, I'm going to take the Rockies, but I, I know for a fact one, it won't be a split. I think a team is definitely going to take a, a three, one. Don't think any sweeps are coming though.
0: Yeah, no, I don't see a four game sweep either way. I, It's interesting when I think about this series because Colorado is the quintessential place to hit the long ball. And like you said, there are plenty of Reds that love the dinger. The only problem with that is the Reds also hate playing on the road. There is something about this Reds team so far this year that road baseball just confuses them. I don't know what it is like that 14 to one outburst against the pirates at the beginning of that series was definitely an outlier. They do not score runs on the road. And I'd be interested to see how that plays out against Chi Chi Gonzalez. Hopefully they can make some hay, but yeah, I mean, John Gray, Herman Marquez, those are two guys that they're going to have trouble with. It's going to be interesting to see how they respond because they're going to have Castillo who has not broke out yet. They're going to have Wade Miley who's coming off a no hitter and they gave him an extra day of rest. And then some point in this series, they have Jeff Hoffman listed as a probable mm. starter and you guys know Jeff Hoffman. We know Jeff Hoffman. If you uh, don't know Jeff Hoffman, look him up on Baseball Savant. It's all blue, baby. It's all blue. There's no red because he's just not there. There's something about him that he gives up a lot of contact, he gives up a lot of walks, and he doesn't strike people out, and that's not the combination you want if you're a pitcher, and no. he's going to have to pitch in uh Field. I feel like the Reds would be smart to rethink that, but as of right now, he's listed as a probable starter, I think, in game three. So that's I was, uh,
1: pulling for Hoffman. I mean, I, I always, I just, I just liked him. I don't know. You know, it's just one of those guys you just watch him at, because he came up with the Rockies. Um, And I don't know if he came up or if he was a part of a, I think he, was he in the two low trade? I can't remember if he was part of the two low trade, question. but anyway, he, he was around for the Rockies up and down a bunch of times. And it was just one of those guys where you're like, ah, I hope. Cause when he was good, it was like, all right, we got this dude with the glasses, a little mix up. I have glasses. He's got glasses. That's cool. Um, But yeah, just, Never really, and and he we we know. I've seen a Jeff Hoffman uh, bad day at Coors Field, and uh, they aren't good. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a sh- I I
0: don't know. Like I want to say that the Reds are gonna win three one, but I'm just I feel like there's gonna be a split. I don't know what it is. Like I feel like there's gonna be one really good game for the Reds one really good game for the Rockies and then the other two are going to be just a complete toss-up so I I think that they're going to split 2-2 which is going to get the uh, talking heads going when it comes to the Reds
1: the Rockies will take 2-2 I I mean I I think after because they've lost the series to the Padres they've lost two series in a row just get get some form of a momentum string if you if you split the series but you win two of them in a row you'll i think you take that that win you take that and you're like all right it's four game series is this tough i mean it's that's a, yeah. it's a long stretch way tougher for the for the uh the road team though but i would say reds reds uh woes on the road i there can't be a much worse road team in baseball than the rockies with uh, a whopping two road wins at the moment so
0: that's, that makes total sense, Paul. But man, I appreciate you coming on and talking some Rockies with me. I know that the Rockies are coming to Great American a little bit later on this year, so we're Love definitely Great gonna have American. to do it again.
1: Big Great American fan.
0: Oh, dude, I, I'm I'm super biased when it comes. To, I and I've only been to Petco Angel Stadium and uh pnc but i i love great american so
1: i'm bummed when i was in i ohio U grad so i have very much strong ohio ties i got family from cincy so ohio cincinnati ohio uh very very near and dear to my heart been to a few uh uh reds games as well but uh never made it to pnc which is a big bummer i really wanted to go check that out down there in pittsburgh Solid Park
0: fries on sandwiches, and they got their own branded beer, so that's kind of cool. <laughs> Very
1: cool. But uh, no, thank you so much, Jeff. I, I uh, love being here. Love talking baseball. I'm sure this won't be the last time uh, we chat either.
0: Absolutely, Paul. Appreciate it, man. Kind of hoping that the Reds get Trevor's story just to have another reason to have him on. Also, he'll, he'll be on again whenever the Rockies come to Great American Ballpark later on this summer. But that's going to do it for us here today. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, get your questions, comments, reactions, and all of that good stuff into the Lockdown On Reds line at 513-549-0159 or hit me up on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and at Locked On Reds, that's the show's podcast to be featured on tomorrow's Jeff's Junk Mail episode. But that'll do it for us here today. Thank you so much for downloading and listening. And I'll talk to each and every one of you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.